0: What you die here, is put yourself between a bullet and a target, and it won't be long before you pullin' yourself away. What you die here, is put yourself between a bullet and a target, and it won't be long before, you pullin' yourself away. Welcome to Talking Giants presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinny, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, and our special guest because we are looking at the defensive 2023 draft preview, the football grump. Fellas, I'm way more, usually it's I'm more excited for offense uh, than defense on these. Offense is just more fun. This year, I am so excited for this. This, def, this year has some studs on defense. And again, we're only looking at nine guys in this episode, but they, there is just some flat-out studs duds man like I can't I hope if the Giants aren't taking quarterback they are taking one of these guys that we talk about today
1: yeah hi Bobby Skinner you got some family members you got some uh high school uh I went to high school with one of these guys and uh you got some studs you got some fun guys so this uh, this uh preview is definitely gonna be a lot more fun and it's gonna be a lot more exciting than the offensive one at least uh, depending on the prospects that we talk about football grump how are you my friend thanks for joining us again
2: Thanks for having me. I'm always happy to join, and I'm always happy to talk defensive players. I actually always like watching defensive players more than offense, and I can't really give you a good reason why. But I really enjoyed watching these guys that we're about to do today.
0: Yeah, I think defense might be a little easier to judge as far as players too, because it's less scheme. That's giving guys productions where offense is like sometimes it's hard to it's hard to judge. You know, it's hard to judge a slot wide receiver in Ole Miss's scheme. You know, like Elijah Moore, I was like, man, I have a hard time figuring out what this guy is because he's so damn wide open and Lane Kiffins a lot of the times. Really the only defensive player, defensive position for that is a cornerback that plays an off, you know, off cover three zone. Like that's the only like comparison to it. So where defense is like, man, defense is just so much more Jimmies and Joes than it is X's and O's.
2: Yeah. I think. I think a lot of it also, like you said, college offensive systems are just so different from NFL systems that it's really difficult to project stuff. Defenses are a lot more straightforward.
0: Yeah, or you have those split linebackers, like uh, what was the guy from Nebraska that you like, JoJo Duman? Yes, um, or Doman. Like, like th- those, like that's another position that's hard to judge. But pardon me, says, well, if you're playing that split position, how good are you? All right, let's talk about. Um, these defensive players guys let's you guys ready to just get right into it? we got no new patreon so let's get right into it i want to watch the nba draft tonight even though my nba experience has been um, ruined the first guy on this list guys is dare i say it generational right mm-hmm. dare i say it i think this uh, you know I, I actually don't use the generational world because there's there's, we, they, we say that for every draft class. But this guy's damn near close to it. And it is Alabama edge Will Anderson Jr. six foot four, two 235 pounds. So he's really the biggest knock on him is that weight, 235 pounds. That's really the only knock to me on Will Anderson Jr. And before we get into him, I'm campaigning for him to win the Heisman next year. It has been a long time since a defensive player has won, I think, um, Charles Woodson, right? um will anderson should win the heisman this year and you look at it just from impact on a game and the stats like last year as an edge you know outside linebacker he dropped in coverage he had 101 tackles that's a lot for that edge spot 17 and a half sacks 31 tackles for a loss <laughs> and again i i have not since since we've done this i have not seen a defensive player impact the game like will anderson jr the more so sophomore. than chase young Yes, as I saw, more so than Chase Young. Now, you can argue Chase Young is a better prospect because of size and stuff, but. I, I like Will Anderson Jr. more. I mean, the guy plays like a creative player out at the outside linebacker spot. He just wrecks games. I mean, watch, watch multiple games. Watch the Cincinnati playoff game. Like the, Cincinnati couldn't run offense because of Will Anderson Jr. So let's get into it. He's got speed and get off that is unmatched. And the craziest thing about that speed and get off is that he just closes on you like a freight train. And his agility, his lateral quickness is really the straw that stirs the drink. Cause it's not just, Hey, he gets upfield and bends the corner quick. It's like, no. He can stop and he can just get sideways like crazy and just go. And his burst is there. Um, multiple pass rush moves. You know, he's not just speed and agility He has multiple pass rush moves that all look smooth. He works them together. It's not, you know, he's not picking his, uh, pass rush, you know, pre snap. It all works together. If a tackles, you know, weight is going way too far to the outside. He's going to spin back in, or he's going to jack up that inside shoulder. He, so he does that. Um, You know, so he's just good at like shifting the offensive tackle's weight. Like he has, he has long arms with good strength to bench guys and shed them when they are engaged with him. Um, even though he's not the heaviest guy in the world. So he's, he's not a bull yet. Like that's the really the thing that's missing from his games where he's just not bull rushing guys like crazy, even though he does have some really nice bull rush reps. Um, And then as far as in the run game, like he sets a good edge with good eyes, uh, to set and then sheds at the right time. Like his lateral quickness allows him to jump gaps without being an undisciplined player. There's guys who, you know, jump gaps and it's like, Hey, they have nice tackles for a loss stats, but they're undisciplined and guys are able to bounce. Not with Will Anderson Jr. He knows how to do it. Um, so whether it's, you know, taking on, you know, bulls and, and keeping contained in, in the pass game, and it's not like and that's another thing before I let you guys talk. I'm I'm you could tell how much I'm in love with this guy, is that he's not just hair on fire rushing the pass every play. There's a lot of reps where they don't have him doing that. You know, they talk, you know, you talk about the way Georgia used Trayvon Walker. It's like they had him like just hey keep contained on this play we don't need you going upfield just hold your gap integrity on on this pass play so to put up those numbers and and the film that he has man i'm in full bloom love with will anderson jr like if we're not taking like um like he's the best player in next year's draft like I i don't see anyone overtaking that justin grump
2: grump okay um yeah this is from a traits standpoint, like production in traits, not uh, height and weight. This is one of the best defenders I have done this kind of research on, uh, maybe ever, probably. I can't think. Nobody comes to mind. Um, everything you said is pretty much my notes here. Um, it, it's crazy because on top of that, you know, usually when we see these players that are so good and they're so young, a lot of times we see... Um, maybe they take a couple plays off or something like that. Not this dude, high motor player does not take any plays off. And, and true to your point, I was impressed by how patient he can be in letting things develop. Mm. Um, he is not just like you said, a hair on fire guy that just runs forward and gets after the quarterback. And again, just like you said, for all these guys that we're talking about, they're all going to have something I'm looking to see an improvement on. And for him, it's just going to be his. I don't want to say his size because he's not really going to grow much, but he needs to put on some weight and that will help his bull rush a lot more right now. He's got some good drive in his lower legs and he has the speed and quickness to really get inside guys, get his hands in their chest and start pushing, but he doesn't have a whole lot of weight to back that up. So when he goes against bigger guys, it's, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that it could work faster. If he put on a little bit more weight, can you believe that he's a four-star recruit and wasn't a five-star recruit?
1: And the fact that he played, Relatively early. I mean, it was this, it was his freshman year that he he played in 2022. So it was his at, freshman year. Alabama. He got seven sacks. Yeah,
0: and um, not only did he play his freshman year at the beginning of this season, before like people got into this past draft cycle, they're like, "Will Anderson's going to be the 2023 first overall pick." You know, like you know, like when when the Kavon talk talk start just started, it was like, "Well, it sucks. Will Anderson Junior.'s not coming out in this draft because he'd be the first pick." <laughs>
2: Um, I believe I I might be remembering my Florida coaches wrong but I believe Will Muschamp he was a defensive coordinator turned head coach right he's now at South Carolina I think. yeah he's
0: at South Carolina now Yeah,
2: he wanted to take Derrick Henry and turn him into a linebacker and then he would oh. later win the Heisman as a running back so that was almost a defender winning the Heisman after Charles Woodson I like to tease Cranky Fan about that all the time <laughs> this is the only reason that Derrick Henry did not go to Florida is because he wouldn't play running back
0: <laughs> That's kind of crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, you um,
2: mentioned it to him, he'll you'll see like a blood vessel or something pop. <laughs>
0: Man, Will Anderson's 20 years old. It's 20. I mean, this is like a Nick Saban creative player.
1: It is. But you, but you know what's crazy, though? Bobby, you talked about the system and, you know, hey, Trayvon Walker not getting all the production. And it's crazy that Alabama doesn't have these high production players on the front. On the front seven, they don't really have these guys that, like, stuff the stat sheet, would have a lot of tackles for loss or have a lot of sacks, at least not guys that are really popping in my head, and Will Anderson's doing it, and he's done it for two years straight.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, obviously Kirby Smart came from Alabama, like what Alabama and Kirby Smart do are, are very similar. I think the way they recruit is very different, Where right? I think Alabama looks for the more polished guys, and Georgia just looks for, like, the freaks that will, you know, you know, punch their mother if it meant getting to the quarterback, um well oh. you know so but it, but even even in that like one he, there there's times where he's dropping back and covers there's times where they don't have him just going balls to the wall at the quarterback um but it's just like nick saban also knows like i gotta let this guy go on the edge and win games for us yeah. and that's i i seriously think he impacts games more uh you know more so then, like he should have won the Heisman last year. Like he really should have won the Heisman last year. Like Aiden Hutchinson got the hype. He had a much better He was a much better player than Aiden Hutchinson was. And that's not a knock on Aiden. It's talking about Williamson Jr. Yeah. like he was the best player on Alabama's team. He was better than Bryce Young. You know what? In the national championship game, like Bryce, you know Bryce Young folded a bit. So uh, I think Williamson Jr. should have won the Heisman last year.
1: So. But now I wonder how are you going to do when you get the Aiden Hutchinson treatment. For an entire year, like everybody knows the 31 tackle for loss season, um, you know, what, 17 and a half sacks, you know, every everybody knows about that now. Um, So what are you going to do when you're getting like that, that Aiden Hutchinson light type treatment this year? I mean, you're probably not going to put up those numbers, but is it going to be, you know, getting Heisman attention numbers? So that's that's the thing.
2: Well, I would say that some teams had already tried to scheme away from him to begin with last year. I mean, I was watching a lot of the Tennessee game for him, and like he still had a sack and a half in that game. And they were doing everything they could to avoid him. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how much is really going to if he continues to grow and work out in the weight room, add some poundage to him. Uh, I don't really know how much more you can do to avoid him.
0: Listen, I know the I know the Heisman is a, I, and we're we're getting stuck on a Heisman conversation. I know it's a quarterback's award. So if there's a quarterback who doesn't just flat out light it up, like you know Bryce Young last year, where it was like, yeah, he probably was the best QB um, in college football, like you know to get the Heisman. But if there's like if, if it's even like a debate, if there's a debate between the top two QBs, they should just go to Will Anderson Jr. These voters need to get their heads out of their ass and and give Will Anderson Jr. the Heisman. And Dama king Sue was I think the last defensive player to kind of get close to it. Who won it that year?
2: I don't even, I, I usually don't pay attention to the Heisman, especially when you like Johnny Manziel won it. It was just like, <laughs> what is the point of this award?
0: Yeah. All right. Let's talk about cornerback next, which is the Giants' probably biggest need uh, if you're, you know, looking at this roster going into next offseason. Um, although we're going to talk about a couple other edge guys. Uh, and I want to make this point Giants fans do not think that edge shouldn't be a first round priority next year if you have you know Will anderson or miles murphy a guy we're going to talk about later fall to you um Willie anderson's not going to fall to you you'd have to be really bad to get him but a guy like miles murphy to fall to you because don't let aziz ogilar stop you from making the pass rush great that's just my my point on that yeah all right Next guy on this list, cornerback out of Georgia, Keely Ringo, 6'2, 205 pounds. He had two interceptions last year, including the pick six, uh, to end the national championship game. Um, I'm sure to see your thoughts on, on, on him, Grump and, and Justin, cause I like Ringo and I like Joey Porter Jr., the other cornerback we're going to talk about, but I'm not like in love with these guys at this moment. Um, so the notes I got on him are good speed and agility, but it's not top tier. There's times where he's beat deep and doesn't really spring out of his backpedal. Has the length to thrive in man and zone coverage very long. High IQ, disciplined player who knows role and where safety help is going to be. Has good patience and trust in his technique. Would like to see more instincts and aggression. Good getting hands-on guys without sacrificing technique. Won't be worked by double moves. Can fight back inside from outside levers, but will beat vertical when the wide receiver would stab outside. Really involved in run support and a great tackler. Um, and I put a note that there's a lot of times where he stuffed Wandale Robinson at the line of scrimmage when they throw him a bubble. So, um, I like Ringo. I'm not in love with him yet. Obviously, cornerback is a position where there is a lot of growth year after year. And, you know, we're looking, he's about to have another full year of work with some good coaches at Georgia. What do you, uh, what do you got on, on Keely Ringo, Grump? I do really like him, but it's difficult to to really
2: get a gauge on how he would translate to the NFL right now. I, quite frankly, didn't seem like he was tested very often. No,
0: teams avoided him, which is a it's, good thing. But
2: it's I mean, it's a good thing, but it, it doesn't really allow. Yeah, it's so hard to, it, it is so difficult for me to grade corners um, and especially when they don't get tested. Um, you know, and then I'm just kind of looking at them in coverage. You can't really look at their ball skills all that much. And that is like such a huge part of it in contested catches because wide receivers, the jump from college to the NFL is insane. I mean, uh, every team has three fantastic wide receivers, even if the roster isn't that good. So um, that's really my biggest thing with my, my biggest uh, negative on Ringo is that he just wasn't tested enough for me to really get a full grasp of uh, who he is as a, you know, a ball skills guy. Um, but I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, I think he's a little less suited to zone than he is man and off man. I think he's very natural with man and off man, which is a, a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Um I think he can be a little bit grabby when he jumps underneath. He doesn't need to be either. Uh, I think when he when he cuts underneath stuff, he has a tendency to just kind of like put his hands on guys. He really doesn't need to. He's got the makeup speed and the closing speed to just jump in front of them. He doesn't need to do that. Um, I think he's really good at staying in wide receivers, hip pocket. Um, yep, it, yes. He has a really, really good understanding of routes um, in a way that, and I, I'm not good at these, but in a way that kind of reminds me of DRC, um, where it's almost like at times he, whether it's film work or just knowing the receiver or, or what, but he's running the route for the wide receiver and you can see it. I mean, they're making the break at the exact same time. Um, I really, really like him, but I'm going to be watching it with a close eye this year to see, you know, him in situations where he's got a breakup passes. S-
0: something you mentioned to go to like talk about his IQ and, and, you know, making the right decisions and stuff is he always knew where his safety help was. Like he always like funneled guys to where the safety was. Here's the biggest worry I have though is that he wasn't, like you said, he wasn't tested a lot, which to me, like Ahmad Gardner wasn't tested a lot, but I was in full bloom love with Ahmad Gardner. Uh, you know, like the, the Wandale had like a 10 yard out on him. Um, which wasn't even like horrible coverage, but he, you know, he did win the rep. Here is, I don't know if you guys noticed this is that. Like I mentioned in the notes, when he, he played with outside leverage a lot, and if it was an in-breaking route, he got to that inside leverage pretty, like, good. Like, that was, that was one of the notes I had that was impressive. But, there was times where it wasn't an in-breaker, where the wide receiver on the release would stab outside, and then work back inside leverage, and he would just fall for it, you know, playing, you know, playing that outside leverage, and he would get beat deep, but the ball would never go that way. Uh, so that's my like biggest uh you know that's the thing that like got my radar up a little bit with Ringo but again we're I think he's I, I like him I'm not in full boom love with him right now but I think he's a really good player like I, at worst he's a, like a late first round player to me right now
1: Yeah, and why I think uh he automatically is on my radar in terms of why I think the Giants may be looking at him is he just turned 19 so he is gonna be Super, super young, and that was the theme of this year's draft. Now, first rounder, if you have a good first rounder who's 22-21, 23-20, you're going to take that first rounder. But uh, clearly a theme that the Bills like to do with Joe Shane, and then Joe Shane with this this draft class is that they like to draft the young guys. So just turned 19, um, Caleb Ringo, I'm going to be watching him this year.
0: Justin, I want to see if you agree with me. Out of all the guys we're talking about on this list, I think the best chance to be a New York Giant – is Keeley Ringo. One, the cornerback spot. He's got the length. I'm excited for his combine measurements of his arms because he looks long and they have him at 6'2. Again, when we talk about these guys' heights and weights, don't take it take it with a grain of salt because, you know, the combine ones are the ones you wait for. Um but you know that all that, the the need, uh, you know, the you know, he fits he fits the mold of a Wink Martindale corner, and the fact that where the Giants probably aren't gonna be picking top five you know they're probably going to be somewhere like between 7 and 14 with their draft pick and i could see the first corner i could see ringo being somewhere in there
1: yeah i would agree with you absolutely
0: what about you group i mean it's it's really hard for me to guess
2: uh you know just
0: just one of the nine guys we're talking about which one do you see have thinks has the best chance to be a giant with every, all including what the giants record will be and player and fit and all that stuff yeah
2: i mean he's the first guy i wrote down um, when when you wanted to do this exercise
0: i wrote his name down literally first so
2: yeah i would say probably out of the nine guys we picked best chance as of today yeah
0: the next guy we're going to talk about i also think could be because the buffalo bills have showed that they're willing to draft defensive tackles in the first round and at the beginning of a rebuild too not just as hey this is a nice you know uh piece you know piece of the puzzle to just finish it off like, no, they're, they start the puzzle off with some defensive tackles. And Jalen Carter, I think, was the best player on Georgia's defense last year. And that's what we're going to talk it. about. Yeah. Jalen Carter, defensive line out of Georgia. I don't know. If, did you guys watch the Kentucky game of this guy?
1: Maybe – well, oh, no, I watched it with – um. Ringo, I, and I didn't, I didn't watch Jalen Carter, but tell me about it.
0: Well, you watch him against Kentucky, and he just wrecked the game. Like I couldn't believe how many plays in a row he just strung together. Whether the a sack, a tackle for a loss, six foot three, three hundred ten pounds, in fourteen games last year, at thirty-seven tackles, three sacks, eight and a half tackles for a loss. Not the greatest numbers, but do remember that Georgia did run a, rota- uh, a pretty ro- uh, a rotation, and they had Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt playing ahead of him. Uh, but like I said, arguably the best player in the Giants def- uh, defense as a two-way defense or tackle, tackle. Georgia. Um, yeah, Georgia. Who did I say? Giants. Oh. Ar- well, maybe he could have been At one the time, Giants. was the May- same thing. Yeah, maybe he could arguably been the best player on the Giants defense. Um, but the movement for that size is insane. And I meant to read an ad before we talked about him, but the movement for his size is insane. Like he's got a good, uh, get off, but like his ability to move lateral and the burst he has at that size is like, whoa! Well, I wasn't expecting to see that. Like everyone told me he's really good. I wasn't expecting to see that. Um, if he gets a heavy-headed offensive lineman, he destroys him with quick hands, like just embarrasses the offensive lineman. And again, he has that not naturally strong base with good, good feet. And Georgia teaches their defensive lineman to have good feet, and he has that uh, to get into the offensive lineman quickly, not give up ground. If he's, uh, you know, if he's got a single block, he's getting penetration. If he's got a double, he's not giving up ground, and a lot of times he's splitting it. Um, so, and and for a guy his size, he. He actually closes in on the QB and running backs quickly and delivers big hits. Uh, Justin, Jalen Carter, uh, what do you think about the hog, Molly? I have him as, a, as an A-plus player.
1: There's nobody that stood out more in that stacked Georgia defense. And, I mean, how many times were we going back and back and back to Georgia's defense? Nicole B. Dean, Lewis Seen, uh, Devontae Wyatt, Jordan Davis. Uh, how many times were we going back? Um, you didn't even
0: mention the first overall pick.
1: Trayvon, Trayvon Walker I mean, yeah
0: and that's like the guy we that's like out of all those guys you you list it's like I liked him the least
1: Channing Channing Tindall is a guy am I getting his name right do I remember him yeah, right Channing
0: Tindall I uh Quay him. Walker I like all, Channing Tindall a lot too
2: yeah
1: all, all, all those guys and every single time that I would go back to watch somebody who was projected to be a day one or day two pick on Georgia's defense um Jalen Carter was the was the guy not just a guy he was the guy That stood out to me and just his ability to wreck games on a defense that was so stacked like that. Now, it probably made it maybe made it easier to wreck games like you can be a you could be a negative Nancy this time of the year. And it's like, oh, well, let's see. Let's see what he could do when all those first round picks go away. And I do actually think that's somewhat of a legit like, yeah, let's see how if he can continue to be a game wrecker, um, you know, without all those first round picks. So that's that's the thing I'm watching for this year
0: i agree with you justin that is what i'm watching where it's hey you're not going to be as fresh you're going to get more reps um and you're probably going to get more consistent double teams so it's like how do you how do you, how does one handle that Jalen carter but up but with what he's been tasked with he's done amazing Grump. man i mean you guys hit all the uh the positives
2: on him and it's pretty much everything um i'll hit with a a couple of like fake negatives um he's a little inconsistent with a couple of things where if he were consistent with them i would be floored and i'd have nothing negative to say um i could i would say he could maybe play with better leverage at times maybe um he uses his hands incredibly well like I, i was like blown away by how well he uses his hands but it's not on every play um there, there's times where I think he could use his hands a little bit better, and I think his explosion off the snap maybe is inconsistent from play to play. Super, super nitpicky. I mean, honestly, if he were in the draft today, I'd say he's a first-round pick, so it's not really not really saying anything super negative here, but I mean, you guys really covered all the bases.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I would take him over Jordan Davis just because Jordan Davis, Davis is such a mammoth of a human being, and... If you're if you're a team like the Los Angeles Chargers, or who wound, who wound up taking him? The Eagles. The Eagles, shit. Yeah. If you're a team like that, I feel like it makes sense, especially the Eagles had multiple first-round picks. Everyone
0: wanted the Chargers to take him.
1: I, I wanted the Chargers. It just made the most sense for him to be a Charger, but I don't even think they had the chance to take him. So I don't know if I would take Carter over Jordan Davis, but I would have taken him over Devontae Wyatt, like without a doubt.
0: I would have taken him over Jordan Davis. Yeah. maybe I, it- Maybe I need to see a little more.
2: It's no, quite, I, it's I agree. So I agree with Justin. Defenses. Jordan Davis is just so huge; I can't ignore
0: it. He might be the biggest dude I've ever seen. <laughs> but I don't think you, Jalen. Like, I I hate when people call defensive tackles two down uh, players because you don't take your defensive tackles down out off the field on third down. But I think Jalen Carter has more like true pass rush ability. Which Jaylen is true. Davis. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he can move around a lot. Uh, he moved he moved around a lot at Georgia, and I, I think he can move all up and down the defensive line to make him most effective.
0: Well, see, and, and this is when you you hear you have preconceived notions just by what people talk about a guy. So I was expecting like all like the line of scrimmage stuff. What I wasn't expecting was like this guy just closed in on the quarterback. Mm. This guy just stunted around and was bull rushing the tackle before the QB got to the back of his you know. You know, got to the front of his drop or whatever. Like, so that's the type of stuff that's like, ooh. And again, obviously, he's got another year of ball left in him before he hits the draft. So, yeah. Speaking of the draft, DraftKings, mm. it's time to step up the plate with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in Major League Baseball. New customers can bet just $5 in any game and get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday this baseball season? With DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win total runs extra innings and more and boom you have a shot at an even bigger payout they want me to talk about a parlay that interests me um how about every single parlay with the nets screwing everything up i'm not going to go into the full rant because i'm not going to give people that satisfaction but my god i am so hot at the nets and and i'm and i'm also hot at anybody who thinks the Nets should do anything other than offer Kyrie the max
1: and you're also hot
0: no, I'm not. I, it may, even if I was, I wouldn't be as hot as I am right now. Like it's mm. so frustrating. It is so frustrating. The Nets are screwing this up. I can every single argument you want to come at me with with the you know the Kyrie stuff. Know that I'm going to win that argument. So bet on the Nets to suck because they're going to screw everything up. And Josai and Sean Mark should be putting Guantanamo Bay.
1: Mm. Fun place. Um, I heard.
0: Right now, if your same-game parlay doesn't hit, you can get a free bet uh, back up to $10. Wow, that's how much Nets tickets will cost um, after they get screw this up. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. New customers can make any $5 MLB bet and get $150 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code JOHNBOY. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner in Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. MLB trademark used with permission. All right. Who are we talking about next, guys? You want to move to linebacker? Mm. Well, I did ask you who we want to talk about next, but I did have somebody next. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, right. I know, that's why I didn't respond. I was like, you already have a list and you told the and you told us this list. I wasn't
0: listening when you said it too. <laughs> so the next guy that we're gonna talk about is someone that I really like and I'm excited. I think he's gonna grow a lot this year too. Um, and remember the Edge conversation we had at the beginning of the podcast, and that is Edge from Clemson, Miles Murphy. We talked about Willie Anderson's size, that's not an issue for Miles Murphy. He's listed at 6'5", 275 pounds. He had uh, in ten games, had thirty nine tackles, eight sacks, fourteen and a half tackles for loss. So put together a really good statistical season last year. Big, fast, strong edge. Who and this might be a little bit of a worry. I think would thrive in an even front in a three point stance. That's the only thing that put is is. I think he's going to thrive the most in a three point stance. Not to say that he can't get into a two point, but I think that's where he's going to thrive is in an even front playing, playing with his hand down in the four three. But I think he's a great athlete with great get off. He hits the gaps hard and fast. Um, just fires off the ball with just consistently low pad level and violence. Um, you know, strong hands and legs that push through the shoulders of offensive linemen. Like you just see the strength on every single rep that he has. Um, you know, and his hands are quick. They kill punches. They you know, uh, you know, they rip. They pull. Like like anything that he's like like faced with, he can win it. Um, I do think um, an issue with him is he is a little reckless. Like we talked about how Will Anderson's not just hair on fire, go to the quarterback every play. Miles Murphy does do that. There's times when they're trapping, or there's you know they're showing you know uh, some type of triple option or some or you know jet motion, and Miles Murphy can get caught up in that. Did you see that grump while I sneeze? Oh, jeez, man, it. he was really Johnny on the spot with that
2: mute button there, um, man. I don't know why I take notes if I could just rearrange the words that you say and make them my own. So well, these are these feel
0: good. Yeah,
2: these well, these are the notes that I have literally written down. I'm just gonna read them. Not sure of his NFL position, defensive end or edge, maybe destined to be a passing down de- defensive lineman, although drops into coverage at times and looks passable. The other thing I have is overly ambitious at times can be baited by traps and screens. I mean, it's basically the negatives that you said. Everything else is pretty much true, like all the other like the concerns we have with um, Will Anderson with his like weight and strength behind it, totally not there for Miles Murphy. In fact, I think at times he relies on his body doing too much of the work in a pass rush. He's kind of a bruiser in the pass rush situation. He'll just like bully around people and doesn't really fight off hand. He kind of just, I guess, fights through blocks rather than around them. Um, But I really like Miles Murphy in terms of – how the giants would be able to view him. I almost looked at him as like sort of the next Leonard Williams role kind of thing. I, I think that might be more of a thing, but I agree with you. I think he might fit better in a 4-3 than a 3-4. Doesn't mean that he won't fit in a 3-4, but
0: I, I don't really enjoy
2: drafting guys out of position.
0: I think it's like perfect for the
1: Bills and like what they do over there.
0: Yeah, yeah, he would And, and like you said, in the run game, he's a natural ed setter, even though his hands aren't really like his hand usage isn't fully there yet. Like you talked about Crump um you know strong base with quick feet and sets and sheds um and like like you guys said i think he needs to have better eyes and can just be reckless at times but if a team like the giants who like here's where i think he ha- has to line up is outside the tackle that's where you want him and then if you know if the giants were to draft him in his third and eight then you put him at you know the four eye or three technique and you put cave on and aziz on the edges that type of thing like i think he has that i think he has the versatility to play inside i would never put him just on the inside um and so, like, so that's where it's like, I want him outside the tackle, eighty pre- on first on first and second down. I want him lining up outside the tackles.
1: Right on. Doesn't uh, doesn't move like he's two hundred and seventy five pounds. Does not.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be a top five to ten pick. You know, really? if 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 we eliminated QBs, I think Miles Murphy will get into the top five.
1: What was his production? Did you read that off?
0: Uh, I had eight sacks and fourteen and a half tackles for loss in I think ten games, so right. pretty, really good. Not not the best production I've ever seen, but really good. Um, and I, I, you know, Clemson also has kind of a disciplined defense too, so that yeah. that's good. That's that's good production, I, I think. Miles Murphy will be. Uh, it, it, I think he'll be in the top ten no matter what. I really think Miles Murphy will be a top ten player. In People this. are
1: going to get afraid because of like shades of Clown Farrell.
0: I don't, yeah, I, I didn't really watch Cleveland Farrell like that, um, but I, I I like Miles Murphy a ton.
2: I think I think Cleveland Farrell's big thing for me was that he blew me away in his freshman year. They went to the national championship, and then like nothing really changed over the next couple of years. Um, but otherwise, I thought Cleveland Farrell was really really good. I, I there there was like there were shades of worry there with him though because I didn't see a whole lot of change in three years. But
0: what do I know? What do we know? Well, you know what I know cuz we agree on a lot. True. All right. I should be but, making $500,000 a year or whatever you say. <laughs> More than 500,000. Speaking of money, did Arch Manning, te- Texas. That was kind of That's kind of cool. Like I I like I like seeing him go to Texas instead of Alabama or Georgia. Texas Me too, is man. going to be in the SEC, so he's going to face SEC defenses, which I'm excited to see. Um and I mean, let's be real. Texas has the coolest uniform forms in all of college football. And I think start. Who's their? Is is Sarkeesian their head coach? I don't know. I think they. I it was. I think they got Sarkeesian from uh, Alabama. Is that really like a good thing? I think Sarkeesian could be a good coach when he's not an alcoholic. Yes. Yeah. Sarkeesian. <laughs> sure. If right. he's, if he's not struggling with alcoholism like he has in the past, then I think Sarkeesian could be a great coach. Like he was a good coach at Washington, and he just he just hit the booze way too hard. Well, remember Arch- they had to kick him out of like a U- usc like booster event they're like dude you got to go home like you're you're sloppy right now <laughs> I,
2: I i didn't know that but i know that he is doesn't he have like a, a trail of fire behind him everywhere he went
0: wasn't he like pretty what that much means.
2: Like, wasn't he like pretty much just like kicked around every every time he left somewhere it was like leaving it in shambles well yeah he
0: was wasted <laughs> Good point. Uh, um, and now you're now you're allowed to like cheat and pay people in college football
2: that's what I was going to say so Arch Manning comes from a family that has so much money it's not even funny he doesn't need to be paid by Jimbo Fisher to go to AM. he can just go wherever the hell he wants and let's be honest Austin is the coolest city on the planet so mm.
0: I've never uh, been but just oh, they have the coolest uniforms I've and been a Texas fan of has Texas has always been like the biggest paying like they've always had the most money as, as far as college program Alabama might have passed them up after the Saban dynasty, but Texas has historically been, like, the the biggest boosters uh, in college football. I've been a fan since Ricky Williams.
1: Yeah, my only thing is that there's Quinn Ewers. He was the number one quarterback recruit in, like, this year, and now you have Arch Manning going. So that's that's the only thing that, like, confuses me, that you have, you know, two of the best quarter, you know quarterback yeah. high school prospects in the country, and they're going to be there at the same time.
0: The argument for that would be is that, if you were left after his third year, they'd only overlap one year. So Arch would be on the bench. I don't even know how good Arch, is. like I've seen clips and stuff, but I don't know how good he actually is. Yeah, I don't He think has to really be knows. the most hyped up QB players, like, or high school player since LeBron. Like really the only name that I thought that could compete with it is Bryce Harper. Like I don't, I don't think Zion had this type of hype. Um, you know, the hockey heads will mention Sidney Crosby and Connor David, but that, that's not the weight and height that these guys, that these guys yeah. have like Bryce Harper was really the only one that I could think of since, no, you're since probably LeBron. Right.
1: You're right. You're probably right. And then like not Eli was hyped out of, I mean, I wasn't really, I wasn't out of around. call. I'm talking about out of, out of high school, out of high school. Yeah. So
0: like Andrew, you know, like Andrew Lug, like, Trevor Lawrence was pretty hype, but again, not nowhere near what this Arch Manning hype is.
1: Arch Manning started the day with maybe like 15,000, 16,000 followers on Twitter. Didn't even tweet before. Didn't publish one tweet. <laughs> That's published, insane. He had 16,000 tweet,
0: tweets with followers out of tweet.
1: Published a tweet today committed to the University of Texas. 173,000 likes. Now he has 44,000 likes on Twitter and he tweeted that seven hours ago. So The
0: Nets are in shambles, and Kevin Durant's only tweet today was welcoming Arch Manning to Texas.
1: Is he, is he from... He's from Texas.
0: He played college at Texas. There
1: you go. So, Arch Manning, next time that he puts out a tweet, it's either going to be like a brand deal, or he's going to be announcing whether he's staying in school or he's declaring for the draft. That is the
2: next tweet that we see from him.
0: Texas needs to get David Cutcliffe as a QB coach, by the way.
2: Oh, that would, be, that would be awesome. How he's he he's available.
0: Oh, is he? Yeah. Because Duke fired him this past year. Oh, shit. Look at that. I could see that honestly happening. I'm not just saying that. Like, like David Cutcliffe is like the second father to them after Arch. Um, Archie? Yeah, right now he's working for the SEC. Oh. So, all right. Speaking of some... Uh, uh, college programs that spend a lot of money and got some big bat- backers. Oregon, linebacker, Noel Sewell. 6'3", 250. I don't know if I believe the weight that he's listed at. Like, I do think he's a little th- uh, thinner than that. Put up a lot of production last year in 2021 with 114 tackles, four sacks, eight and a half tackles for loss and a pick. Um, what I got on him is that he's like a do-it-all, high IQ linebacker with sideline to sideline speed. Uh, you know, they like the high IQ showed up when they moved him all over the feet, field. His speed is really good for the linebacker spot with good springy burst. Um, like I said, a little slight, which could get him swallowed up in the NFL, but he does have strong hands, and he has a good usage of them to deconstruct blocks. A lot of the linebackers you see in college football, they don't know how to deconstruct blocks with their hands. It's either they slip them, or they over-pursuit, or they or they get sealed off. Like there's, But Noah soul knows how to use them. Like He's a smart player. He knows how to use those hands. And with that, he also has the quickness to slip around and under blocks, um, with his quick, his quick processing. Like even when, when they're playing in a light box, No knows, knows where to be. And he knows when to pull the trigger. He knows when to stay disciplined. Um, and then in coverage, I think he's, he's really solid. Like he understands coverage responsibilities and passes things off in zone. Um, could be a, a bit more aggressive at times um and close window but he does close windows and he baits the qb um and he holds up pretty well in man coverage there's a couple times where he screwed up his zone uh, uh his zone uh his, his his uh responsibility a couple times i saw on film but uh it wasn't a lot and and he's got a little bit of pass rush ability but nothing to write home about justin did uh how do you feel about noah Sewell
1: I think he plays full speed all the time, which is which is pretty fun. Takes on blocks well. Um, I don't think he's on the Devin Lloyd, Leo Chanel level, but that's what this year is for. Solid job locating the ball. Um, I was actually going to ask. I mean, I kinda we have to maybe stop getting in the habit of this with every tier every single high, highly touted interior linebacker prospect, but I kind of want to see him get some reps on the edge because he does have some sneaky bend, the sneaky ability to get hands off. Um, when uh, when he's blitzing, so I kind of want to see that a little bit more this year. Maybe Justin Flow, the linebacker that's going to be next to him. Maybe he's actually healthy this year. Maybe he actually plays, and then they can allow that can allow Noah Sewell to be versatile instead of be the only linebacker that's relied upon. So I hope I see that a little bit this year.
2: I I actually really like him blitzing through the middle. Um, I, I haven't. I I was really really taken aback by his ability to shed blockers, like you said. Um hand usage, whatever. I mean, regardless, he's really effective at getting hands off of him very quickly. Um, it's not even necessarily that he gets them off of him. It's just like, as soon as they're on him, they're off of him. He does a really good job of scraping over the top too in in run in stretch plays and stuff like that. Um, something that I don't see a lot of from inside linebackers at the college level, they tend to not be as laterally quick or as aware of what's going on in the backfield. Um, he does a really good job of reading what's in front of him. He can be reactive at times, but really not too often. Um, I agree with Justin. I would like to see him move around. I'd like to see him playing a little bit more downhill this year um, just to see what he's capable of there, because I kind of like him in coverage. I think he operates in his zone pretty decently for an um, uh, inside linebacker. Um, I really like Noah Sewell. Um, I'm not really sure where I stand on his weight, but I don't really trust any college weights, so uh, yeah, he needs to get bigger. That's that's got to happen.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't trust that weight either. But there is some guys like like Keely Ringo. Like I'm like he looks six two, maybe six one and a half. Joey Porter Jr. We're gonna talk about. It's like he looks tall. You know, he might not be six two, but he's he's tall. He's got the length that you want. Um, so yeah, No Souls fun. I don't know wh- right now. I kind of like see him going in that um maybe early second, late second range. Um, because he kind of does, you know, do all the coverage stuff. He's, he's quick. He, you know, you can trust him to kind of do everything. Um, so I I like, I like Noah's a good bit. Justin, do you want to read an ad or do we want to the next player?
1: I just had it up on my phone right away. We're going to talk about athletic greens. I started taking AG one because, you know, before I, you know, when I was, when I was a little bit bigger, you eat late at night. You just inhale, you inhale all the food. I was that was my that was my vice. I I got I went I went to the fridge 1 a.m. got some food and that's no good. But what I need to start off my day is I need a scoop of AG1 and a glass of water. It just gets me refreshed from the night before. I don't drink. Kind of wish I did. It would it would give me more of an excuse to act like shit in the morning and look like shit. But after a, a night of eating. Get that scoop of AG1 in a glass of water, and I'm good to go. It refreshes me, gets me focused to start my day. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods source, superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. It's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens used the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It's recommended by professional athletes. For every purchase, we donate to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the U.S. That's nice. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year, it's a long-time, supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash giants. Again, athleticgreens.com giants to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance
2: I would say back in 98 uh, we went through a draft John Calipari was on vacation we didn't have a first or second round pick we go the whole through the whole draft and the phone didn't ring once but we look over to the to the wall and the phone was actually unplugged the whole oh night my oh, goodness. so wow. when teams are trying to call to make a trade hey the phone was not this was pretty know the not struggle
0: not was that the Dave Nets.
1: Gettleman during the 2018 draft
0: no that was But the Bobby phone was March. unplugged during the next draft. I hate anyone with the last name marks. Dave Gettleman would be the only person to have a corded phone in 2018. Um, All right, let's talk about a Penn State guy. We always try to get a Penn State guy on these way too early draft previews. One, because a lot of our listeners are Penn State fans, but Penn State puts out some good players. I think we talked about Jahan Dotson last year, Pat Firemuth the year before. Um, So some good players. And this year, out of the position of need... Who fits the mold at six two one ninety-five, Penn State cornerback Joey Porter Jr. And yes, he is the son of Joey Porter, if you were wondering. <clears throat> oh. Big, strong, versatile, instinctive corner who plays, uh plays with really good confidence. You know, he doesn't have that elite speed or burst, but he has plenty of it for the current cornerback one duties in the NFL. Um you know he, he he's I just I th- I like his strength, man. He like he's strong overall, but shows up when he's jamming and tackling guys up. He jams them and, and he knows how to funnel them where he wants to. You know he funnels them to the sideline. He's able he's able to stick into the hip, even though he's not the fastest guy in the world. Like go watch him versus Ohio State wide receivers of uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, Chris Olave. He gave those guys issue pressing them up. Um, now here's one thing that he does have to fix this next year is something I noticed when he was pressing and jamming guys. His hips would go before his feet, leaving him in trouble. So, you know, the wide receiver, you know, they jam up, the wide receiver release inside, and he's caught leaning, and his hips are over his feet, and his feet are late to the party, which got him beat a couple times. Um, so, in zone, eyes are on the QB, very instinctive to jump the flats. You know, um, now with that because his eyes are on the QBs or I saw there was times where receivers got into his blind spot when he was playing the sideline like the the you know cover 3 playing that uh, you know sideline thirds of the field um and he wouldn't recognize it um I also think he in zone he can be better at recognizing patterns and stuff um and another negative I had on him is uh he can get grabby He can get grabby and have some pass interferences when he gets beat. And Penn, we actually asked Penn State fans about it, and they also agreed that you know that was there. Like he can, he can get some penalties and get grabby when he gets beat. Crump, I think
2: he can get penalties for being grabby even when he's not beat. Um, Game I saw the first time he was attacked, he was actually in great position and just yanked on a shoulder, and I don't know why. Was that Auburn?
0: Yep. Yeah, I remember that play. I think it was like on a slant or something like that. Yeah, he was post. in
2: perfect position already. Um, and just you just yanked on a shoulder, and then like literally he he and like six Penn State guys are like this, and like six flags are coming from every direction to land right around him.
0: Yeah, I remember um, that exact play now. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I didn't really like him in zone coverage, but I did, to your point, like him in press man coverage. Um, I think sometimes against certain receivers, his hands can be a little reactive than assertive. I, I But other than that, I, I do like him in press man coverage. I think he does a good job at that stuff. um, And I think he also looks really good coming downhill, more of that physicality. Wide receiver screens just aren't going to work on him. He's just going to bully right through whatever wide receiver block and get down. And it really looks to me like his issues are confidence issues. And this is kind of like a shot in the dark, but it feels like when – Things are in front of him. He knows what he's doing, and he's not thinking. He's just doing. And a lot of times, maybe not a lot of times, but at times when things are a little bit behind him and, you know, he's got to trust himself, I think he hesitates and it gets him in trouble. So this is going to be a big year for him, I think. Yeah,
1: I'm reading some of the replies to, you know, hey, what are our Penn State people's thoughts on Joey Porter tweet from the Talking Giants account? And I think there's some people saying that inconsistency getting flagged for for a couple of reasons. So I think that confidence point um, is actually a good one, because there there are times where he's not consistent. You know, our Mark Breer, who I think is a Patreon member, uh, panicked at times, grabbing the wide receiver, even when he hasn't been beat. So, like, hey, just trust yourself that you've made the play or, you know, that you have that you're covering a guy well here and there's you know no need to do anything more. So.
0: Yeah, and, and like Grump said, he has like to come up and hit just like his father. Also, I'm a big fan of betting on guys whose, NFL, uh, whose, whose fathers were like great NFL players, and Joey Porter is the son of a great NFL player And Joey Porter. Like, I didn't say Junior, so I just said Joey Porter was a great son of jo- Joey Porter. And Arch Manning. But think about it. Patrick oh, 13 no, Jr. Cooper. is good. J.C. Horn, we haven't seen a ton yet. Um. Who's like who's a son that has has failed that's been like a junior?
1: Hall it's from uh, Los Angeles had a solid rookie year too. The corner.
0: Oh, you mean a, no? You mean a son? uh, uh Asante Asante Samuel. Samuel's, I'm sorry, Asante yeah, Asante Samuel. Samuel's son. Hall Leon um, Hall. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, he was he was pretty good. So last year was the, or two years ago was the year of the uh, corner son of cornerback. So yes. Um. So, Joey Porter Jr., how are you? All right, next on this list, <clears throat> speaking of family members, this guy might be the guy I like the least out of all the guys we're talking about, um, even though I do see room for growth there, and that's LSU edge B.J. Ogilari, Aziz's uh, younger brother. He's six foot three, two 244 pounds, um, and 244 pounds is light for that edge spot, and I don't even know if he is 244 pounds. He's, he's, he needs add weight. Um But he had some decent numbers. He had seven sacks and 12 tackles for a loss this past year. Um, he's just a smaller finesse rusher with good get off, but he just, he needs real work in his game. Like the first step in burst is really good and it sets him up for the corner or to work lateral. Like I think his lateral ability is his best ability. He has some really cool reps. You know, like I tweeted out a a clip of him using ghost technique on Evan Neal. Like he has those reps. He has those reps to get excited about, which is why. I'm excited to see how he grows over this next year. You know, why I, you know, if we were drafting today, he would be ninth on my list of these guys, but he could move up it up into it, but I don't think he's a first rounder at this time. Um, so yeah, I I mean, in the run game, that all translates to like, he's just bad in the run game. Like he's not good at setting the edge. He could get under the pads of the office tackle at times, but he gets moved in the edge. Uh, uh, you know, when he's setting the edge in the run game, he never disengages uh, or just causes damage in the run game. So, um, I wasn't the biggest Z's fan. B.J. Ogilory is a tier below what I thought of the Z's coming out of, out of the draft. Um, but again, he's got he's got time to grow, and we saw the Z's grow pretty pretty well too.
1: Yeah, I think his almost a Z's light right now. Where I mean, I kind of watch him, and uh, I, I think he needs to take a step up and add some more pass rush moves, and then also add counters. I mean, if he just doesn't win with the speed, or if he doesn't win initially, then you know, it's it's kind of over at that point. And I think that was a critique that you had of Aziz. If your initial move doesn't work, then what are you going to do? And then how are you going to counter? And, I mean, that, that is uh, – when I watch B.J. Ojolari, I mean, that's just 100%. You know, what what are you going to do if your first thing doesn't work?
0: Yeah, that's exact work. Like, uh, like, basically the same bullet point I had on him was like wants to work moves but struggles to disengage and get to them. You know, even like there's times where he's wanting to work moves but it's like – you, you can just tell he doesn't have the confidence in it, or if he, it, you know, there's, there, his feet aren't going the way that, you know, you know there's too many steps into a move or something like that. So he's raw. I think he's, he, you know, I was talking with Diggy, who's an, an LSU guy, and he's like, he's got a high, a, a higher ceiling, he thinks, than Aziz, uh, but he's got room to grow. Um, so. I'm excited, but I am excited to see how much he grows. Like, he'll get stronger, work your moves better. Like, it's a big and supposedly, like we all said, that LSU's coaching staff was just a wreck last year. Grump.
2: Yeah, I mean that that pretty much nails it. You, 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 BJ Ojolari is is a lighter guy who has abilities. He's obviously the younger brother of a guy who has abilities as well, despite size and weight deficiencies or, or whatever. Um, but remember Aziz went to Georgia <laughs> where he had stable coaching and a ton of talent around him. BJ goes to LSU where you'd think you'd have that. And that just absolutely wasn't the case last year. And now it's to completely switching over to Brian Kelly staff. So I don't really know how much that actually affected him, how much maybe that stunted his growth was that awkward year where LSU fired their coach and, you know, things just kind of went haywire. The whole season catapulted uh, straight into the ground, but um, yeah, you guys nailed like all the, the big things. I, I really do like his burst off the line and his speed to close. Uh, he also looks really good on uh tackle and stunts. I think he looks really nice moving to the inside, gets there really fast. Um, but I mean, the main thing is he struggles really hard to disengage from blocks. So he just kind of gets taken for walks like a dog. Um,
0: and that and was something, even though Aziz wasn't the greatest in the run game, it's like Aziz was able to disengage, you know, remember, yes. even remember the preseason game versus perspective, like, Becton won the battle in those reps, but Aziz had some nice plays where he disengaged, even though he's never going to set a great edge versus a guy like Becton.
2: Yeah, and, and I, I don't know if that's Aziz versus BJ or if that's, you know, he went to Georgia. You know what I mean? he's He's got some excellent defensive coaching there. So I, I'm not really sure. He's definitely somebody worth keeping an eye on, you know, LSU in general. Uh, do we even know who the defensive coordinator is for LSU
0: yet? No, even if I did, I don't think I'd know who he was. Yeah, you're probably right.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, I'm. I am interested in seeing what happens with him this year. This might be a legit year for LSU where he can do whatever. And I believe he's young, right? Like he can even stay an additional year. I think. We've, sometimes it's hard to find the ages on these cats, and Gene- it, His his specifically, I searched for for ten minutes and couldn't find.
1: Yeah. No. I don't. I don't have it
0: written down. Yeah. Maybe we could find like Aziz's little brother. Story. I mean, he's probably
2: younger than Aziz, and
1: Aziz is only 21, 22, So you think that there's at least a
2: year difference. That that was kind of my thing is I think he might be 20 right now. Yeah. It was just a total guess.
0: They hired Matt House, who was the Chiefs linebackers coaches, as their um, defensive coordinator. Fun name. Bring the house. Speaking of fun names, Justin, the next name I want you to pronounce, is one of these guys. Tell us about this connection.
1: Yeah, so basically uh, Jason Adamiola from Notre Dame. He's a defensive lineman. Uh, I, I went to high school with him. Uh, I didn't really know him well, but um, I watched St. Peter's Prep football, and, and I watched a lot of high school football. I watch a lot of St. Peter's Prep football, Don Bosco, Bergen Catholic, all the all the powerhouse schools, Paramus Catholic, everything like that. And he was the singularly the most dominant football player uh, that I've seen besides Jabro Pepper's um when he was when he was killing us while I while I was in high school. So defense alignment from Notre Dame doesn't have that awesome production. Um this is going to be the year. This is his fourth year on campus. Um he can choose to use an extra year of eligibility because of the whole COVID thing, the NCAA, after this year if he wants, but I do think he's going to declare after this year he's going to be getting the majority of the playing time. He is going to be the main starter not be in this rotation um, and I think he's a really, really good player. And I think if he were to be drafted right now, uh, it's he's a top 100 player. But I think he can get, he can project higher, to- possibly into like the top 75, maybe top 50, if he has a really good year. So tell me what you think about him just overall as a player.
0: Well, I think you undersold his production. Like I thought this past year, he had four sacks, eight and a half tackles for a loss, 50 total. I think, you know, yeah, I think he can get more. Yeah, and that was playing on the inside. You know who like here's what I have. He's a versatile D lineman who will probably play three uh, and five technique in an odd front, three four defense. Um you know who he reminded me a little bit? And this is a guy you liked, and he went forty seventh overall. Can you can you guess, Justin?
1: Um, Travis Jones.
0: No, Fedarian yeah. Mathis.
1: Oh, I do yes, Fedarian Mathis. I loved him.
0: Um, so again, I think he's more of a finesse block shedder than a true defensive tackle. Um, you know, he's got solid get off, but paddle can rise at times, but, and he, he, he wrestles like I, he, he, like he wrestles reps. Um, uh, but he does work lateral really well. Quick hands that turn him into a block shedder. Like he, he sheds blocks really, really well. Um, pass rush can be a bit reckless with too much lean. Doesn't really drive the feet through blocks to push the pack pocket back. Like he's more of a finesse guy on the inside. Um, um. You know, like in his run defense, like his best run defensive plays are from, you know, gap shooting and shedding, not necessarily like holding up great versus a run and holding your gap strong. So I have him as a B minus right now, which is uh, you know, like a top of the third round, like you said. So I have him as a tops like you said, a top seventy five player. That's what I have him as right now is you know, essentially that. He had some
1: really good reps against Deontay Brown a few years back too. Had a tack uh one one and a half tackles for loss and a half a sack against Alabama. And those games are always blowouts whenever Alabama faces Notre Dame, too.
0: Remember when people said Deontay Brown was a first-rounder? Basically solely off one picture. and A picture and a clip of him pulling, and people yeah. were calling him a first-rounder. Yeah. I remember watching him. I'm like, he's just not that good, <laughs> you know? Like, I had him as, like, a fourth-rounder. He ended up going in, like, the sixth. Um, I don't think he got any playing time for Carolina, either. Their Tough. offensive line was trash. Tough, and they're not very good. Grant, what do you think about Jason with a Y? You just call me Grant? Yeah, I heard
2: Gramp. <laughs> Gramp? Wow. I'm <laughs> older than you, but not I that much, man. Um, You know, at first I look at 6'3", 280, and, I, and I, I don't know. I just wasn't really sure where he plays at the NFL level, but I think that actually plays to his strength. I think Notre Dame liked to move him around a little bit, and I think that he has that ability at the next level as well, where he can just slide up and down the line at a multitude of different spots depending on down and distance. Um, and I guess opponent, right? Um, yeah, I, I hadn't even heard of this person and uh was kind of blown away, but also kind of felt like if you're just casually watching the game, he doesn't really I don't know if he really jumps off the screen no, at you. No, he doesn't. But if you're focusing on him, you're like, damn, dude, this dude just wins all the time. Um, so he's really kind of interesting to watch. And I, you know, I think that speaks true to defensive linemen and the glory they don't get even when they're playing well. Um, I like his lateral quickness, which I didn't expect to when just looking at his body and frame. Yes, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, I, I, I actually really like this dude and I, I would like to see what he does, uh, this year. Um, I don't really, the thing that sucks is like Notre Dame's schedule always is like, it's just garbage. Like, I, I don't really want to see him playing Navy. You know what I mean? <laughs> In yeah, but I mean, ADV. then he should dominate.
1: I mean, that, he that's, should, that's yeah. the thing. You know, I I want to see kind of regardless of who he plays, because I, I know that he has this ability. And, yeah, I'm biased. You know, when you see a guy in high school, especially all these guys that go to Notre Dame and all these big schools. Yeah, they're the best player on the football fields at any of their schools. Um, but I saw it from him. Uh, and I think you see flashes of dominance at Notre Dame. It's not like we're just talking about this guy. Um, We're talking about Jason. and He has no production. Um, I think you see the flashes. I think you do see the lateral movement. Um, I want to see a little bit more of a pass rush plan. I want to see a little bit more of just uh, well-developed pass rush moves and give me more consistency. And when you are playing Navy or if you are playing a a crappy school, then I want to see you stuff that stat sheet and put that production there. Put it on the table.
0: Hey, hey, Gramp, Notre Dame plays Ohio State to start the season. They play Clemson.
1: Oh, Gramp, what are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm, I just meant year, to year. I didn't. I didn't
0: look at this year's schedule. I just and and, and Syracuse. You forgot about Syracuse. Okay. Forgot about UNLV. Did I? Marshall? You forgot about Marshall. You oh, about sh- Marshall. Um, <laughs> Grump, why don't you read the ad and then introduce us to Alabama safety Jordan Battle?
2: There's a certain confidence that comes with being properly groomed. Don't talk mm. like this. Please don't do this. There's an aura, of vibe. You can just tell by the way they carry themselves. We call this BGE. It's big groomed energy. And there's only one way to get that BGE and it's manscaped. We'd like to introduce you to their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet. The Platinum Package. manscaped is the leader in below the waist grooming now trust them with the rest join the 4 million men worldwide who trust manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20 percent off and free shipping with the code giants um i have one of these i bought it because you guys were putting it out um you guys were advertising it and uh i love it it um, mm. i use it actually all the time and i use it more than just below the waist. You're a hairy man. i am a really hairy man we had a interesting conversation about that in the car at one point um mm. <laughs> but yeah i i i shave my arms because i'm hairy and look look at how clean right wow yeah, that, that's that is confidence shining off of my skin um Manscape's brand new platinum package 4.0 is the biggest bundle they've ever offered, giving you a bulk discount on Manscaped's top product. Inside this Platinum Package, you'll find their own, their, the, their Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium, geez, Ultra Premium Body Wash, Ultra Premium 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner, Ultra Premium Deodorant, Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, Anti-Chafing Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag to hold your goods while traveling. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code Giants at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code Giants. Unlock your big groomed energy with Manscaped. And remember, when you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller.
0: Mm. Make sure to use the promo code unlike Grump when he ordered Manscaped.
2: I I, I tried using promo code John because I couldn't remember. It didn't work and I got frustrated and paid full price. Don't be Grump. Promo
0: code Giants twenty percent off. All right, let's let's uh talk Jordan Battle and close it up. Oh, is this me again? Do yes. I start? Okay, all Not right. It. I will start
2: Jordan Battle. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with Jordan Battle as far as Alabama safeties go. Um, I thought Landon Collins looked better at this point. I thought Eddie Jackson
0: looked better at this. Eddie Jackson, that's right, right? Yeah, Eddie, yeah. Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson's really good. Landon Collins. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but, but I mean, even at the college level, Landon Collins, I think at this point, was uh, <laughs> I think Landon Collins was, was, was better at this point. Um, 6'1", 206 pounds, allegedly a four-star recruit. Bama like to use him in a lot of too high looks, but also they like to bring him down the box is kind of where I see him best. I just, I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, I think his coverage skills are fairly average. Um, he's not usually like busted in coverage or picked on too much, but he's also not really like a pass breakup king or anything like that. I don't really see him sitting back in zones and just cutting in front of things or over the top and making a bunch of interceptions or anything like that. Um, I don't even know if he's really that much of a downhill safety, the same way that Landon Collins was in, in terms of, of dominance you know what i mean i i do think that that was one of Lennon collins's best skill traits i think he still is very good at that and i don't know about jordan battle with that i really need to see him in the box dominate this year to to feel comfortable with him i i i was wholly disappointed with what i saw from him um but he's not a bad player i mean he's he's a Pretty good tackler, uh, sometimes a little too high, which results in him getting dragged or needing help bringing guys down. Like all these things that a box safety should be dominant at, like just solo tackles, I don't see him being dominant at. Just okay at from time to time, um, and I also think he struggles to get disengage to disengage when he's blocked as well, which just can't happen as a box safety.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um... I didn't, he didn't overly excite me. I mean, there's some fun plays where he hits hard. Um, You know, I want to see him wrap up. I'm a sucker for good tackling. And I didn't particularly feel that here Um, for a safety that is bigger. Like he is, I think he's bigger than little what, what McKinney was. I'm sure he's around the same size that Landon Collins was. He was a little bit bigger. I think he's okay in, in, in coverage. Um, I I didn't, I don't think he's particularly like very bad, Um, but flowing sideline to sideline is something that I do see, but want to see a wrap up if you're going to be that big and you want to be like that box safety and that's going to be your role um wrap up well tackle well go sideline the sideline do that well and it's not even something that he's very very elite at anyway so
0: yeah he definitely needs work like you mentioned grump he played they would put him at like that too high safety and then they would buzz him down a lot you know where it was like it's you know you're either late to the party with that or you're undercutting stuff so there's some nice stuff where like you know routes where he undercut undercuts it but um he he definitely needs some work, but I do think he has the ability to get better. Uh, and I, and like you guys said, I think he, I I I I, I want to see him get better in the box. You know, um, you know, there's definitely the ability there. So, Jordan Battle and safety might be a huge need for us. I mean, you got Xavier McKinney, Julian Love's on an expiring deal. We have no idea what Dane Belton's going to be, um, you know. So it's it's already a need for us, let alone next year. Or so I think every one of these positions except edge is a huge need. and edge is just a regular need yeah and edge is like i i don't care if it's not the best i don't care if it's not our biggest need if there's you know will anderson definitely if there's miles murphy staring me in the face like i'm pulling the trigger um you know uh and the new school cats can talk about it and the old school cats can talk about how we had jpp OC and Justin Tuck on the same defense and Michael Strahan, OC and Justin Tuck on the same team. And
2: JPP was drafted in the first round with those guys on the roster already. Yeah. yeah.
0: One one other thing I want to say about Jordan battle, was drafted in the first round too.
2: Yeah. Um, that, that box safeties can't do Jordan battle takes some really shitty angles. Uh, I don't know if anybody else saw that, but like, there's a lot of times where he takes way too flat and there's like an extra seven yards gained because of it, or he doesn't even make the tackle. So I don't know. It's got
1: some battling to do this year.
0: Bam. All right. That's a great way to end. Um, fun episode. Grump, before we go, where can people find your podcast?
2: My podcast is on YouTube and anywhere where you find audio podcasts, such as iTunes, Google play, Spotify, etc. on YouTube. It's just giants. Um, I think if, you go on Twitter and see me there at football underscore grump. I retweet literally everything there. There's also a Twitter page that is at just giants pod as well. And my co-host, the cranky fan. Uh, if you guys like college football stuff, he is very, very in touch with the sec. So follow at the cranky fan as well.
0: Right on. I think the next time you'll be on the podcast will be, uh, the senior bowl. So looking forward to that already. Um, so we appreciate you. We'll, we'll have you on for some YouTube live streams and stuff. Um, Tuesday, Brandon Jacobs interview coming out. Um, and we need to figure out what we're doing. And then I'm going to put out the tweet for the 4th of July mailbag, um, fairly soon. So remember the 4th of July mailbag is a mailbag we record every year. And, uh, Danny's going to be on. I think snacks will be on it too. And it's simply no giants questions like it could be like you know giants barbecue or something like that but it's personal questions it's it's everything but you you know current new york giants football uh questions so i'll put out i'll put out a tweet for that so that'll be next friday and then we'll figure something out for the week we're off um the following week so enjoy your guys weekends we appreciate you until then let's go big blue